Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting Preacher. Uh, first, we need to apologize um, and say that we missed last week. Unfortunately, we uh, decided to take some family vacations and so on and weren't able to get Preacher out. But we're going to kind of mix four and five together a little bit here for anybody who's been steady listeners and get rocking and rolling with it. So um, episode four was called what? Monster Swamp. Monster Swamp. And then, of course, number five was... Um, South will rise again. South will rise again. we're just again. waiting on ammunition. <laughs> uh, you know, overall, how would you... Let's, let's talk about just opinions of number four. Just to talk about the episode itself as a general, how would you like the episode in comparison to what we've seen so far? Um, I think, like, like I said, this whole season's going to have a problem of living up to the pilot episode. Um which I think it probably won't succeed at. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm really enjoying the pace, and it's just kind of a fun show. Um, I enjoy many of the characters. Some of them not as much, but episode four to me just kind of kept the same kind of level to me. It was a little bit slower for me, but I thought it brought Tulip into the show a lot better instead of just the nagging piece that we all hated. And so building upon her and Cassidy, I think, was really the big win for me out of that episode. Uh, four was a setup episode for me. I kind of felt like that it was bringing in the bad guy into the show. Does that make Which sense? Which was needed because we had no idea who exactly. King Cannon I, I ne- was. I never, we've never, we've, we didn't know anything about King Cannon or Odin. How about that name? The yeah. All-Father. Yeah, I mean, hello. You know, so um, I enjoyed the episode for that fact mainly. It was just learning. Well, and the opening. Of course. Well, the, the cold openings are my favorite part. I mean, just... Uh, episode after episode, the cold openings are so intriguing. You know, um, just like we talked about the other day, it's just like you can almost make a separate show with some of these cold openings. Oh yeah, I mean it's a great way to kind of do flashbacks, even though they're not flashbacks. I really don't know what to call them. But. I don't know either. But like I said before in in the past shows, is that I think everything is a puzzle piece and leads to different things. You know, this one not Ooh. so much. This cold opening was kind of just more like a. It was like a throwback to a horror or, you know, a trippy, you know, intense, you know. Yet again, I didn't think we were watching Preacher. <laughs> it was quite different, you know, seeing a girl run around in her underwear and you know, running for her <laughs> life, you know. I thought it was, you know, kind of a cheesy horror film, but it was, man, it's always well filmed. The music's always good. It's trippy. And to see, you know, you know, it looks to be shot and, you know, take a headshot and fall. And you know, I'm like in okay, what have we got into? What, what, where is this show going? Mm-hmm. And they're the complete rope-a-dope and see her take a paintball, you know, and then fall in this hole. Yeah, it, this is just some fetish thing. Yeah, it was completely, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. It was kind of intriguing. I'm not going to lie. I could, see where there's, <laughs> I could see where this could be something that develops or this is something that's already being done and they just copied it for the show. Oh, I'm sure this is taken from some reality that we're not aware of. Yeah. You know, I mean... Unfortunately, game type stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, humans hunting humans kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I was waiting for Busey to come out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, surviving the game. Yeah, Ice Cube's one action movie. He actually that did was well not with. Ice Cube. That was it Ice T? Ice T. That's right. Yeah, Ice T. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. Oh man. Um, but you know that's what I felt like number four was. But what about number five? What do y'all think about five? Honestly, like I say, I think this show just stays on that, you know, a scale of 1 to 10. Like, every episode to me is like, kind of like an 8. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just stays there, though. You know, the pilot episode blew up, got me super excited. The rest of them just kind of stay at this even level 
around eight to me. Okay. Right. I felt five built a lot more. Yet again, I'm going back to Tulip just because I want her to be such a big part of the show in that she sees herself in a relationship still with Preacher and he's grown past that. And so now we're kind of understanding why she's a bit more naggy and stuff. You know, she's still calling him her boyfriend. And so, I mean, I thought that that was a small yet very important thing that we didn't necessarily know. Like, Do you think she's getting better as a character for the show? Because there for a while she was getting annoying. Oh, I mean, we, I mean, she had, like, we go back to the pilot. She had one of the best openings we've ever seen a character have. And then she fell off the cliff in excitement. Yeah. And I think she is becoming a more intriguing character, at least to me, in the last two episodes. Yeah, but look what happened. You had to introduce her to Cassidy. Well, obviously, Cassidy is, like, a nuke. Anytime he comes down into the show and just ignites everything and makes the show that much better. Yeah. But I think Cassidy is going to be that character in the show. It's like anytime there's a drag or a lull or you need a character to get spiced up some, oh, we'll just throw Cassidy into their proximity and he'll kind of create some kind of dramatic or comedy you know, relief. Yeah, just comic anything. Relief. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's we, we deal with several shows, and you know, I can kind of in a somewhat weird way, he's like the Tyrion Lannister. Of, you know, anytime he's on the screen with them, usually it means gold. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, number five, I was really excited. I, to me, it was a step up from the last two episodes, from three and four, because I love the opening. You know, the rat was it Rat Town, Rat City, Ratwater, Ratwater, and you know that whole deal. You know that, like we said before, and like we talked about that, that could be just a really cool western. Yeah, whoever's shooting the Western stuff is badass. Yeah, it's 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 crazy legit. And so that another example called editing. But then this episode really dove into the, his power and using it, and then having a, such a big turn at the end, and you know, just blew me away. Like it did four other characters, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, I, I really, to me, it felt like a really good ramp up. Now we're going to see the other side of the coin. Of what we didn't know, and I feel like all those pieces are starting to slowly come together. And I, to me, this this spells that the the next five episodes are really going to start to ramp up intensity, and it gets me pretty excited. I think what they did was pretty smart. I mean, we've gone through half the season now. They have laid a lot of groundwork to introduce you to the characters, and now we actually see like the big, you know, whatever. Not antagonist necessarily, but. Whatever's going on... We're seeing sides form. ...is not necessarily good. Yes, you know what I mean? exactly. So we're going to end up with... It's like, all right, we got the first five. Now it's time for the action to start. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, all the groundwork there. Now it's time to, you know, really play. That's right. Get amped. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about... I, th- I think you're definitely right on point. The... If you really want to break these two episodes down, you really kind of kind of go by characters, you know? And I would... I say we'd start with some of the sub-characters... And so on. And I'm going to be honest with you, one of the most, you know, the, the intriguing sub-characters it's, you know, is getting to me, be honest with you, is, you know, it's like Arseface or Eugene, whatever you want to say. Well, yeah. I think it, he did try to start like a cult almost with the uh, shotgun because we see them put the, you should have finished the job with the shotgun right there. Yeah, it was pretty so, trippy. Yeah. I don't know if it was the suicide pack with the other girl, but I'm kind of sticking to it from everything that I've read. You know, there for a while, I, you know, I had that, in the beginning, I had that inclination that she fell off a horse and did that to her head. But, <laughs> uh, you know, are, are we are we to confirm that, you know, she took a shotgun to her self as well as the reason she is? Or, but why or, are they calling him a killer? They, that's what I they mean, call them. I there mean, might be more people that we just haven't heard about that were in the well, pack and we only had two. Whatever women. happened to her was because of him. 
No, I agree. And, but I don't know. I just, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm clear as mud here exactly how she sustained her injuries. I don't have a clue. I think we might end up with the cool flashback to explain exactly what happened with that. Um, but I don't want them to treat us like the audience is dummies, but, you know, they really have not just come out and said exactly what happened to her. And they're calling him killer. You don't call it like a attempted suicide victim a killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So there's something, some little small thing in the middle that we're not understanding yet. Uh, but I'm with you. First off, I absolutely love the actor that plays the sheriff. He is fantastic. Yes. I um, mean, he, he just has pain written all over his face every time. Yeah, he's just great. I mean, it's just... It's a beautiful casting. I mean, it's just on the money. Yeah, he's just fantastic. I love his flat top they gave him. <laughs> I just like... I don't know. I, he fits the perfect bill for a small-town sheriff who, I mean, is having to deal with his normal job duties, but also he is the father of the biggest town embarrassment. You know what I mean? And it's weighing on him. I mean, the only thing he's missing is the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that his wife, Eugene's mom, is obviously catatonic from whatever happened before. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. You know, and just like non-functioning human being. So I look forward to hearing more about that too. You know what I mean? Like I just think their little family unit is so interesting. And still disturbingly disgusting to hear him talk. Oh, and slur. I mean, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. The sound people are crushing it every time that he talks because uh, my back just. Ugh. And they're just, showing more. Just the idea of subtitles and the drool. I mean, the all slurps. this stuff. Yeah. It's just. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I had seen like the making and some of the behind the scenes of his special effects prosthetic that's mm-hmm. on his face or about that. It seems like they're getting better and better at putting it on him because now they're kind of showing his mouth open a little more and you see there's no teeth. It's just like a gum there and stuff. It's like, yeah. not even sure he has a tongue. I don't remember ever seeing one. I'm not looking. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Oh man, it's so gross. I, I, I bet money. I know for sure that there are people out there that cannot watch his scenes, cannot listen to his scenes. Yeah. I mean, it's just that, it's just that mortifying. Yeah, it's horrific bad, dude. Oh, gosh. There's no doubt. But the man can make an omelet. I mean, that thing was picture perfect. Dude, I don't know I if mean, anyone else was looking. Not a single remnant of egg in the, in the <laughs> spatula or, the, or but, in the skillet. But the cheese was that not was amazing. Melted. No, not at all. <laughs> it was so icy cold in the middle. I, I don't know how. <laughs> Let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves. It was probably a fake, you know, just for the scene. <laughs> I just was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> We're out of cheddar. I just used a couple of the slices. I was like, oh. Yeah, but it's a couple of slices. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who wants to eat after that? <laughs> Forget the drool and your omelet there, you know. Then, then, like, he's, like, trying to cut it up, and he's scraping against the plate with oh, each I know. Was I was my, like, oh. my ears were hurting watching. Yes. I'm telling you, his scenes, man, are tough. Yeah. tough. How about his old man just saying, finish the job? I felt gut-wrenched. Oh, I felt like man. I got kicked I got in the nuts. Punched. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, please, just take it back. Take it back at any point, and he yeah. just lets it linger. And I, they kept lingering on him, like, as he was getting up and mm-hmm. walking behind, I was like, okay, he's going to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. No, he no. just he held the temples, it. and it's just like, he couldn't, I mean, man, what tough. do you do, though? It's cold, man. 
No matter what, man, you still you're still your child, man. You know? Yeah, no, but man. Well, no we one. still don't know what it was that he we did. We don't know the extent of what he did. Obviously all we know is that he did try to eat a shotgun and then you see the result of that. Yeah. So kids, yeah. please be careful with guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Not very edible. Alright, I was gonna ask y'all about another sub character because so far they've put her in some very strange circumstances. Emily. Oh, yeah, this is preacher's the girl. Oh, yeah, little stoolie at the church. Helper at the yeah. church. Yeah. Okay, so far we know she's taking a dump. <laughs> she's seen her take a piss. Take off her, her pants. seen her take her pants off to have a weird relationship. Friends, friends with benefits yeah. with the mayor. With the mayor. And we've seen her snap an iPad out of sheer anger. Uh, what's and, going on with this? And shit? she absolutely hates Cassidy for reasons that we're not quite sure because she was willing to get a babysitter for three kids to go pick up a TV. After pulling a double. Well, I mean, it, they, they're obviously the tone that she is in love with the preacher. You know, we're not saying it out loud, but she wants him. You know what I mean? Because the reason yeah. she broke the iPad is because she was in frustration about him. Oh, because he was quitting. Or, you know, th- that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you have to look at it at that point of view. That, that's her frustration. You know, but she's a woman. She has needs. Evidently, the mayor fulfills the needs every once in a while. But the thing is, they keep showing her. Take her pants off. Dump. Uh, yeah, keep showing her taking her pants or buckling her pants back on. Um, and now she's like bothering preachers. Like this doesn't sound like you. He's doing exactly what she keeps begging him to do. But once he starts doing it, now it's like it's a problem. What? what you're weird. You know, yeah. something's going on. So I don't know what's up with her. I'm intrigued by it. It's fun, but I can't figure out why they keep showing her fumbling with her pants. Do so you think there's more to her character for down the road to, as in there's something mystery about her that's going to be revealed or is she just I think they're just giving character? her these unique scenes and everything and I don't think it's going to necessarily lead to a bigger role or anything. They're just shopping well, her in a good light. We know she's attached now to Preacher, the mayor, and we get a cool scene with Tulip coming out of the shadows after yeah. seeing her like lovingly fold her, you know, preacher's clothes, and so yeah, you know, of course, Tulip's assuming that you know that she's they're hooking up, they're hooking up, and you know, blah blah blah. But I, I don't know. To me, Emily is like a setup character to be used as a pawn, and will like lead maybe, to her uh, death or something. Uses yeah, her. exactly. Like something, she'll be a casualty of whatever a bad circumstance it is to come down the road. You know. They're doing all these things to make your lover or, or you know be a part of the show to ha- you know she's an expendable character in my mind that yeah. someone is liked and so that I could see her being that role for the future. Well, easily I could see her definitely being bait or something like that. Because um, you really think about it, how many characters do you think on the show right now are expendable? I think we only have three characters that are glued in. Nothing can well maybe four with R's face. I mean I think Tulip. Obviously, Cassidy, Preacher, and Arse Face are pretty much the only untouchable characters right now. Yeah. I mean, you could even say the bad guy. You know, Ken Cannon, does that pronounce it right? Oh, yeah. Right. For a, for a while, he probably won't be touched. You know, I mean... I mean, he might... But, I mean, any bad guy can eventually be... Yeah, but I, I just don't... I think he is a prominent character for the show. So I mean, I, mean, I, I hope see, so. Although, yeah. I still don't know how he's a bad guy. Because we still have. Did you old- not watch the end of the last? Episode? <laughs> <laughs> you missed the last five minutes. But right? is that him doing that, or is that the voice? Or, or is that the voice making? I, him I, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. Yeah. We know it's, he's got some weird stuff. He pipes in the slaughter room floor into his office. Come on, uh, everyone yeah. does that when they're okay. eating. He watches yeah. strange 
old horror flicks, yeah, well, snuff films, and then yeah, was he he wasn't the guy with the snuff films. I think that was a different character. I thought it was him uh, because they were in Houston when that happened. Yeah, that is a different guy. I mean, maybe it is. Yeah, the snuff films was a different character, well, I believe. How about his whole? You know, deal when they pull the girl to the sinkhole. You know his carelessness. Oh, that's you know, speech. I, you know, How his about speech. that speech? Yeah, I mean, a little victim shaming going on. Yeah, there? exactly. You know, shouldn't play so rough. You know, um, I just there's a lot of things about him. You know, and just like signing over, you know, that people's house and then they bulldoze it down right behind them. You know, I mean, there's no conscience here. No. It's obvious. You know, pissing in the. How about pissing in the mayor's briefcase? Oh. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so who were they? What were those people trying to do? They were like, they were a company about trying to bring in alternative energy. Okay, and that, which so pretty is a, much kind of shut him down a little. Well, bit. that's a it's a new direction a, for his a company. new direction that is not so much Creating in his control across the. Uh, it's, some, it's not in his control. If you let another company come in and do something like that, he wouldn't have complete control. What was the name of it? Green Acres. Or yeah, something it was like something that? ridiculous. Green it had Farms. green something in it. Yeah. Yeah, that could be like um, grass-fed cows. You know, it could be solar, it could be whatever, you name it. Yeah. It could be a lot of different things. Bottom line is, it was it was directly it was in the opposite direction of where he's ran his company. But it was so cool what he told the mayor. He's like, my grandfather had another company try to move in and take over his business, and he took care of, him. and then he never said anything. You know, kind of foreshadowed it, but we no didn't warning, really. no nothing, just took care of business. My dad was that way. You know, it was just I really like how. He's playing the role. Oh, I mean, he's crushing it. He's another great example of a casting call that was impeccable. Yeah. I mean, there's he just fits that mold as that kind of shyster, you know, and bad guy. But it's like after every sentence or like that, he just kind of nods. Just, yeah. And then, just, you know, he's always just like walks off or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, since we're talking about him, about old Odin here, you know, are we just are we assume based on what preacher said to him that he owns basically everything in town is or is it just the wide open areas or I think it looks like he pretty much owns everything not city proper <clears throat> he owns all the surrounding land it sounds like other than the church land I mean obviously I mean if the mayor is coming to him for anything and everything you know and reporting to him obviously he is the I mean I'm kind of seeing him as the bad guy from Banshee just the guy that runs everything. Yeah, behind the scenes mm-hmm. and everything. You know, everybody's a puppet in his world. I mean, he could eventually it. become yeah. a mayor. I mean, I know I said that he's kind of expendable, but he could yeah. easily build up. I can definitely see that, you know. Um, so, obviously, you know, Preacher, you know, how big do we think Preacher's uh, church and land is? Do they say, was it like 20 think, acres or something? I think the that? land's big, but the church see is. how long his driveway is just to get to the church. Mm-hmm. Pretty good amount of space. If you think about it when the first episode, when they're kind of just like, after church closes, they're having beers outside and stuff. <laughs> if we got Abraham Lincoln's spot. going on, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, they're firing off shotguns. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd say he's probably got <laughs> at least 20 acres. Yeah, it's, it looked to be a large parcel there. Right. Um, so, like I said, the bad guy is a great hire, great at casting, awesome Odin. You know. Um, and then, I mean, we've still got the right-hand man who... Oh, Donnie. Donnie, like... We've seen somebody have the after effects of Preacher's power and actually know that it was Preacher doing something. And so we've and kinda... he's also aware of the bus driver. Yeah. Because well, the bus driver yeah, is aware really, of everything. Because the bus driver doesn't really know like what had happened to him or anything. This Donnie knows that it was Preacher. 
and like he understands that's a kind of a power of persuasion. So I mean, do we think he's going to be able to do anything with that out preacher in any shape, way, or form? Um, I don't think so. I think preacher's deal of what he's been doing is going to end up, you know, backfiring a lot, and it's going to. I think that's going to be more of the telltale. I don't know much. Donnie, to me, his character is going down <laughs> to me. You know, and now he's crying in his wife's, you know, chest. And her her comments about I'm going to do the guy in the storeroom and the bathroom <laughs> stall and all this stuff, you know, just to eat at him and stuff. You know, the start off is, you know, is Billy Bob badass, you know, and now he's crying in her we chest and so on. Yeah, I mean, just – I don't know. I don't know. I think he's kind of looked at as intimidating, but now he's con- you know he's almost considered a village idiot as well. You know what I mean? So I don't know how much he's going to have bearing on the episodes or the future of the town or whatever. I think, I think he's going to be the loose cannon. It's going to be the problem. I don't think anybody's going to believe him and like about what he's saying about preacher, but I think he's going to be like, I can solve this. You know, I'm going to take preacher down, whatever, and just be a wrecking ball. You know what I mean? Just a un untethered idiot. Basically, just a thorn in the side through the entire series, probably. You know, right until he meets a horrific demise. <laughs> now, there's another character who could have a. a Hopefully, death. it's a quick horrific demise before uh, he just becomes a loose cannon, thorn in the side. Uh, uh, now we, we've seen him since episode one. He's gonna be. He's just. He's in the same boat as Emily for me. Is that we've seen him consistently every single episode yeah. to have enough screen time, so he's gonna he'll be prominent for whatever reason. I mean, not, he has gotten weird scenes because he did get the one two episodes ago with the son about yeah, the yeah. Uh, mommy and daddy. Yeah, the the rough sex conversation. You really can't have a rough sex conversation, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, but it's all these characters are getting a lot of screen time. They are. They uh, manage to put all these people in often. I mean, very often. In what forty three or forty seven minutes of television, you know, yeah, everybody gets a lot of screen time. We're not really missing out on anybody because even the angels. I mean, we're still getting a couple minutes with them to show their dim, dim-witted. Speaking, speaking of angels, I mean, it's funny, you know, to a point, you know, that they're as dim as they are, you know, but. Like the the culmination was this episode of like, well we gave your guy this and we gave your guy that and we gave this to that and he's like huh you know I mean it was just like really you know uh, and then how many how many scenes did we have them practicing lines on how to answer the phone too many and yet it again. was funny now the first time well you're wrong because they used it as the preview and promo for mm-hmm. a lot of the episodes and stuff like that but then when you heard it the fourth time in the episode I was kind of like. You're getting on my nerves. I think it would have been okay, but every single promo for this episode, you know, these episodes coming up or like that, was that telephone scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Him sitting in the tub going, not slight or a little. Just it's massive. just massive. Just massive. I mean, I know it verbatim because I saw it 10 times With watching the episode. massive problem. Yeah. Just massive. You know, I, I mean, think that's why it fell flat. Kind of falling flat and getting on your nerves a little bit because you just saw it so many times. Look, I had to watch it on AMC.com. Even though it was the episode I was watching, they were still playing that trailer in the four ad breaks. Yeah. Ooh. You know, so it's like, <laughs> okay, guys, I've seen this. This is okay, annoying. You're beating a dead horse, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on. So Just go back to let me see Cassie run him over. Like, I mean, let's go back yeah, to really. that What happened to killing Kenny? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm ready for those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so, so, so frustrating. So, so frustrating. Now... 
Now, the angels do reveal a major plot twist at the end of the end of the fifth episode. And they talk about, you know, this isn't God and the word of God. And this is, you know, this is a big, this is the big, you know, landmine of the episodes, what I'm going to call it. Because basically you think you've known everything and then you step on this and it's, oh, you know, oh shit, you know. Right. And so you realize that this is not necessarily a guaranteed good thing that you're, you know, going around and telling everybody this, this, and so on. So, and the the prime example of that is how Odin goes in and handles his you know, Greenpeace people, and you know mowing them down with a twelve gauge shotgun to the chest for every one of them. <laughs> by the way, kudos on his shooting. By the way, center mass each shot didn't miss. impressive. I mean, yeah. first guy was kind of a little to the left of the abdomen, but the other two center oh, the mass. Woman. The chick took it right between the tits, and the other guy right in the center mass chest too. I was just like. But how about the other guy not hearing a shotgun go off? There three times? we go. Thank you, because I was like, you just heard three blasts. I don't care if you're in the restroom, you know, quarter mile down the hall, you're gonna hear a kaboom, kaboom. kaboom. <laughs> At least when you're walking towards it. Yeah, exactly. Am I late? Um, you know, we weren't shooting clay in here. You know, waiting on your, you know, biding our time. You know, so <laughs> don't mind the pigeon thrower over here. You know, we're just a blinking a few clays. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, that part was. A little like, really? Really? I mean, does this guy have soundproofing in his office? I mean, come on. I was almost hoping to see the mayor just like shit his pants. I know, just have something trickle down his leg a little bit, you know? God. He didn't even drop his glass on wine. No. You know? um, It's almost, his reaction was almost like it was expected. Like, oh shit, I just got him killed. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Just in shock, you know? Uh, No, I agree with you. Like I said, five episodes in, now we have the major problem. That some things are good, maybe. Some things are bad, probably. You know what I mean? So we'll see. It's like interpretation. You know what I mean? Well, man, I was loving how that business conversation was going. It's like, yeah, you know, I probably should have you all in here sooner. Yeah, you should have. You know, it's all my fault. Yeah, you know, we, we could have definitely helped you and stuff. And it's just like all setting it up to him. Oh, yeah. Blowing him away. How was your drive from Houston? Yeah, you know, was, you know, <laughs> If you like flat and hot. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, nothing insulting about that whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so, I'm, I'm guessing since, we, like I said, that uh, angels dropped a landmine that this thing is good. And he, you know, I mean, we were reading some of the description of the show and, you know, what Genesis could be and so on. And do we really want to kind of talk, you know, a little bit about the origin of it? Because, I mean, it's not spoiler-esque to say what the origin of it is in comparison. I wouldn't talk too much about it because I think they're going to reveal it, obviously, in the next episode. You know, I think it will get it. It'll be cool. You know, just let's just go with that. Because oh, yeah, first off, they have not said the name Genesis on the show. Okay, so that's Good just a job. name we came across, and we are we understand now that that's what it's called. But we won't go any further. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> Spoiler alert! Oh my bad. You're talking to a guy who knows the comics. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so now I say we don't go into it. Um, okay, but we can go into the major characters and like how we feel like they progress these past couple episodes. Uh, I'm with you. Um, well, we, well, let's talk about preacher. You know what I mean? You know, I know he's supposed to be your main character, but realistically, this Is show is three characters yeah. that really are the, are the main characters in my mind. Um, I mean, I think it's like one and then two A and two B. Yeah, yeah. Um, pre, you know, Dominic Cooper is growing on me every episode. You know, would y'all agree on that? I mean, if oh no, pre- he's definitely growing on me. He just hasn't somehow. He's just not as charismatic. He didn't have the opening that Tulip and 
Cassidy, uh, Cassidy had. had. And so he's more of an acquired taste in comparison to the other one where it's like it's an insta-drunk and when you took your hit. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so he's beer. Yeah. And, and the other ones are, you know, whiskey. Shots and, of Everclear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> malt liquor. You know what <laughs> I mean? Crack it's cocaine. Co- yeah. 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 It's an instant, instant high. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we gotta, uh, we're, we're working on our buzz with uh, Cooper here. The only thing with Don McCooper that's weird to me is I, I feel like he looks like a gecko or something. Are his eyes really far apart, or is it me? Well, every time he squints, I swear they separate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't guess I've he, ever yeah, noticed so it you, before. But I, you know, I almost wonder if if he had brought the Travolta, Travolta hair back, and maybe it'd make a difference. I'm just amazed at how far his eyes are apart. Yeah, there is a canyon between them. <laughs> oh my God. a vast <laughs> space. Next time I watch an episode, I'm gonna have to yeah. watch a little bit closer oh. to see. You won't be able to get it out of your head. Uh, thanks. I yeah, appreciate you, that. Now everybody else who listened to us was probably like, okay, thanks, Jake. You just ruined it for us. Peripheral vision. <laughs> oh, my. Him and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. This dude is You know Picasso Oprah Winfrey painting. can see her ears. I mean, oh, yeah. we know that's right. <laughs> I swear, it's like a Picasso. I mean, yeah. it's just, they're on the side of his head. <laughs> I can't figure it out. I don't know. But yes, he is growing on me. I think he's getting better and better and he more is. interesting. He is. Um, yeah, he's the whole, you know, him being the town missionary and rock star and going to any and everybody and, you know, mm-hmm. using his power for every single one of them. Now that we know our major landmine, do we see, like, multitudes and multitudes of people he's held to be helpful just turning sour? But look at the guy he told to confront his mom who cut his own heart out. We already know that that can turn bad if you well, take it to the most literal. Well, let's think about, let's think about the things he did say. I can remember. He said, be patient. Yeah, okay, that, do. I don't. I don't see how that could turn negative unless use you just, your best judgment. Use your best judgment. I can see that turning. Negative. Or forgive him. Yeah. Um. I mean, these are all things that, like, I don't see how you could turn that into a negative thing. You know what I mean? But here's the. But here's the thing. You told him to, you know, serve God. Serve God. But then you blast somebody to pieces. Well, it's also does that how mean? Long does does it that last? mean? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I was going. Does that mean? Does it? Does it have a shelf life? Does it mean that it only lasts for X amount of time, or until someone makes you aware, like Donnie made him aware? What made him? Oh, or allowed yeah. him to go and shoot. So Donnie kind of being a trigger for him to realize maybe, maybe, that he was under a spell. Maybe I don't, I don't so. know. I don't, I don't think th- so either. But I'm just I'm curious of what. I think it's going to be kind of an interpretation thing because. He is serving God, but he's still doing his business, and that's how he would handle his business practices. But maybe he is serving God in his head. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, this is the right thing to do. These are evil people trying to move in on my business or something like that. You know what I mean? Or maybe God said, just needs some sacrifices. Maybe he said he, he did the research on them and then wanted to call the meeting. Maybe he found something in there. He was like, oh, these are bad people. You know what I mean? Put them down. Do you think we'll get that answer? I think we'll get him next episode. Yeah, I think we have to to understand why he greased four people like it was, you know. Well, I mean, I hate to go back to Jessica Jones, but the way they use the Purple Man and just like the persuasion of it, it's a very tricky power. It's slippery slope. Yeah. You have to be extremely careful with your words. Yeah. And I mean, you get to the point to where you don't even know where you're telling people anymore. Like if they're just automatically doing what you're saying or if they're just under free will. I'll give you that. I'll totally give you that. I'll give you a good example. This is a huge callback to a fantastic movie called Bedazzled. Oh. With Brendan Fraser. <laughs> OMG. Okay, but you remember every time you make a deal with the devil, it's oh, like... Yeah. She twisted it. it. Oh, yeah. The words, right? It all matters. Oh, I want to be rich and powerful. 
Yeah, she makes him a Colombian drug lord. Who's, drug lord. You know, overtaken. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's how they're going to play it. It's like, yes, you can persuade people with your powers, but if your words are vague or slightly off or just slightly misspoken, I mean, you could end up with a We're going to take it to the worst, worst route possible. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. You know, so anytime he says something, we're going to be looking for how could this go south? The loopholes. Yes. Like, what could that mean? Based on the brain, it's you know wiggling around in <laughs> what it's cooking in. <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about preacher uh, pulling Eugene out and then going through all you know, taking him over there to ask for forgiveness and the whole nine yards? I guess I was kind of surprised because I, Eugene came and asked for help with his dad. And the first thing he does is takes him over there to the girl. I thought it had been more of something where he went to his dad and used the voice on his dad. That's what I was expecting. But this is what I like, because he's actually taking the root of the problem. You know, he's not taking the surface or anything. He's going directly to the root, because if he can get her to calm down and forgive him, people aren't going to be so angry. So his dad isn't going to be as sad, you know, as big of a disappointment as the son is. So, I could see that. I mean, I, I, at least that's you, how you, I saw you it. You got a good point there. I mean, technically that is true and so on. But is that really going to cure dad that he gets forgiven? As quickly? No. But, I mean, maybe by episode eight or nine. Yeah, I just don't know if that's going to be the immediate response that oh, uh, Eugene is looking for. See, I don't think any of these things are going to be exactly what we expect them to be. You know I what I mean? So, yeah, maybe with good intentions, <coughs> you know, he that, had her forgive him. But that could lead to lots of a stuff. Lot, a lot of dominoes are going to fall because of it. Yeah, I mean... Like you said, everything's a slippery slope. Where it could go from there, you just never know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she went from one second to saying murderer to hugging and forgiving, you know, in front of folks. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. How about my boy Preacher letting his truck get beat to the holy heck? I mean, that's kind of like what I was about to ask. Is he too happy? Yeah, he was grinning. No, he's cocky now. He's aware of his power. He's aware of his, you know... Capabilities. Stardom, you know, now. Like, people are kind of fawning over him and so like that. His congregation's growing and growing. But, I mean, he could just go down to the local glass guy and be like, Fix my truck. Fix my windows. <laughs> you know. Absolutely, preacher. You know. Yeah. So Free of I, charge. I, I, <laughs> I, that's how I thought he was going to get the TV. I thought he was going to walk into Best Buy and be like, Give me your $1,000 TV. Oh, yeah, really. Load this into my truck. Donate this to my church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's too concerned necessarily. You know the the show. You know, at the end when they did the whole landmine of you know good evil whatever like that from the angels, it's kind of a good thing because your comic book readers who know this, I think this is leading it in the direction that a lot of comic book readers will be very happy because it kind of throws back more to how the comic goes, and so I'm kind of excited about that, and so I'm ready to see preacher go into that kind of person. At least I hope that's where they're going to kind of be more online with the comics. I'm not going to explain how, but if you're a comic book reader, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I think it, it's going to make for a more exciting show if they go that way. And so I, I hope that's how it goes. I mean, judging by the previews for the next episode, it's going to get pretty wild. So Right. Um well, let's talk about Tulip. You know, um, you know, like we said before, you, and you mentioned that the character has gotten better, is getting better, and so on. Not Miss Naggy or anything like that. And we realize she has a amazing temper and not afraid to go out and do what she got to do and stuff. Um, 
I mean, but she kind of had like three big scenes in like yeah, two episodes. But I'll tell you, the, the, the scene that was kind of like weird and disappointing to me was her in the car with Cassidy. You know, it just, I understand what she was doing and why, but I was just like, really? I mean, that's, that's below below her in my mind. I think she was just driving a wedge is all she's doing. She's going to lead Cassidy on just to throw a wedge between Cassidy and Preacher. Well, not only that, we're talking about also, the stabbing but, scene or the sex scene. The sex, but the, yeah. the, both are a good stabbing, if you know what I'm saying. Dun dun dun, you know. And I think the the biggest deal is that I can't get over the stabbing. Yeah, that's a good line. But the I think the biggest deal is that I think that scene was more about her finding Emily. And thinking that they're hooking up, and this was her way of showing, you know, I can do that. You know, kind of to. That's more how I got out of it. I saw it as she was trying to be over preacher because she didn't know if he was actually going to come back to her way, and it was just, it felt flat. She yeah. knows that preacher's the only person for I her. I don't know, man. That could have gone so many different ways. They were showing her in the car, and dissatisfied. Just blank faced. Yeah. <clears throat> she's doing this for a purpose. Yeah, I mean, she's you not doing it because she loves it. You know, trust no, me. absolutely not. She evidently brought him ca- drugs. Yeah, evidently, Cassie doesn't have the moves. You know, <laughs> evidently, Cassie I mean, doesn't care. Hundred sixteen year old vampire. You haven't learned a thing <laughs> yeah. or two. I mean, you're dope. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. It just it did. I didn't care for it. I was like, it seems young, childish, I, I, immature, I didn't like that scene out of place. You know, it's just not. You know, I don't know. I Let her enjoy it. I really like the Cassidy tulip stuff because mainly not. Now I liked her attacking him and the, the night, you know, the glass and throat. I like him being and smart all enough that to steal kind of kiss. comedy and you know, I don't think you understand. We need a doctor now, you know, and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. And then he, you know, the blood trail and he's in there, you know, like drinking, drinking a like milkshake, it's, you know, like it's Cool Pops, you know, or <laughs> Capri Suns, Capri <laughs> Suns. <Yeah. laughs> um, oh, those straws are deadly. Yeah, I don't know. If you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Capri yes. Suns. Um, no, I, I like that stuff. And honestly, I like just that nice opening of her throwing off the vampire questions. <laughs> yeah. You got fangs? No. Yeah. You know, silver, silver bullets? bullets? Werewolves. werewolves. How about the cross? And goes, oh, a 200 year symbol of oppression, racism, like that. And it's it's like, hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. Don't care for it, but no. <laughs> but it won't Sun- burn my face off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, sunlight. Oh, that's a bit tricky. <laughs> Sunscreen. Great adventure. Oh, yeah, really. You know. Uh, like the hat shades, you know. <laughs> Gotta really lather up. Yeah. So he did learn no fangs. No. This is a different vampire. And doesn't he doesn't actually a, crave blood. Yeah, he doesn't crave blood. He prefers uh, single malt. <laughs> <laughs> a little scotch, uh, no problem. <laughs> but have we seen Cassidy eat? The cow. We saw him thrash the cow. We saw him tear a guy's throat out on an airplane. But that was all to regenerate himself. Mm. So, I mean, to actually like eat food. This is true. Okay. I mean, he... Made a human Franzia out of that one guy. <laughs> oh my god! So he could jump off the yeah. plane. <laughs> yeah. Just like a little wood spit. Yeah, a little yeah. box wine. You know oh what I'm saying? Gosh. <laughs> oh. But I'm kind of intrigued to see if he does actually eat, just for fun or if it's needed. Yeah. Uh, have we seen him eat food? No. J- just a single malt. 
He's got pretty much on a liquid diet and a drug well, if, diet. If you think about like Underworld and stuff like that, they eat regular food, they get sick and stuff. I hate to say we're comparing it to Underworld, but I mean, you know. Well, even yeah. the fantastic, great movie of... of uh, <laughs> what movie? Oh, the book Twilight. You know, they, they couldn't eat food. Don't mention Jake's favorite movie, okay? <laughs> Not on pod. We're going to lose listeners. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. But I mean... Team Jake. <laughs> just adding to it <laughs> see there you go there you go yeah uh. no no no, no. Yeah. but I, I don't know like I say Cassidy's stuff with the angels is great to me him bargaining he's got a real opium problem yeah. so a big huge bag of drugs would go a long way yeah. to getting him here you no, know? I'm just going to take all of this yeah. Yeah. it takes his wall <laughs> yeah and then you know you see him obviously at the whorehouse, you know he's just stoned to the gills and he's getting a blowjob and stuff like that, which of course leads Tulip to attacking him later, mm-hmm. um, which was a nice setup. How they just yeah. built those bricks yeah, exactly. to get to that exactly. Um, I, I mean, like I said, everything with Cassidy is fantastic. Him trying to explain to preacher that there's two angels here. I killed him. And, you know, I did it right. It's a small twelve inch pieces. You know, yeah. all night <laughs> out uh, there in the graveyard. Yeah. You know, and then they were back. And, uh, <laughs> what happened to the van? Well, that was the second encounter I had yeah. with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, like I said, they nailed the casting. Obviously, for this guy, I have no clue who he is. Joseph Gilgun. Yeah, I know, but I'm but, saying, I mean, have you that, seen him before? No. Um, but he's fantastic. The, one of the messages I saw about the show, like a review about the show, they said every character on the show seems to be just absolutely loving their role, you know, and like just diving headfirst into it and enjoying themselves. It's one of the first shows in a long time, um, that and Outsiders, I would say that the castings for each position, I could not visualize another person taking a role well even outsiders i had a few problems with the initial casting like i, I was uh, hating david morrissey from the beginning yeah but i mean by the end of it oh, yeah. <clears throat> by the end of it you you know you realize there's no one that can replace that and that's the thing with this think about every character so far we talked about because we've talked about just about everybody major character i cannot think of a single one i could say you know i wouldn't mind if this guy was replaced by somebody i think he could do a better job or it would be something that I'm visually locked in. These characters have, you know, uh, I feel like there's an ownership to every one of them and they're doing a great job. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's a testament to how the show is being ran and doing and so on. But I also think this show is becoming more of a very specific genre show. And I'm afraid that's going to lead to where you're going to see a slow but steady decline in viewership because, you know... I'm wrong. excited to see what it does without competing with Game of Thrones. It's true. Uh, I do, but I still, I, like I said, I think, like you said, I, you know, like people can't stomach some things and different things and so on. I do feel like part of me, I'm worried that it's going to have a slow, a very slow taper off. We, we might have some ups and downs. But the reason we like AMC is because AMC takes these chances. They'll take on a show that doesn't have a broad audience appeal. The Preacher is not for everyone. And that is like, out the get-go, they tell you up front, basically, this ain't for everybody. So, I don't know that AMC is necessarily going to care too much. Well, if you look at their track record, I mean, you look at Breaking Bad, probably top three best show ever on television, da, da, da. their numbers were never high. Until the never, end. never amazing, magnificent, until towards the very end. And well, they, even those numbers are... 
are, are nothing compared to like The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's still current. You know, preachers' numbers are still in the infancy stage. Do you see them ever catapulting into something like that? Because like Breaking Bad was a great drama that was about drugs and you know, but it was more about it's just a great drama, great writing, great character. This is more, like I said, a niche, more of a certain very t- typical what, genre. What would you call this genre? Well, it's it's borderline fantasy, science fiction almost. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, uh, I don't I don't know what to call it because <clears throat> they don't hit any of the pinpoints. I mean, of I almost just call any it certain genre, dark comedy or something. I mean, along those really, lines. I mean, it's it's all over the map, you know. So it's dark comedy, but it's super serious sometimes. So it's like I don't know. But then you throw in the dim-witted angels. I don't see super serious hardly anywhere. Okay, I thought you said per-serious, and I was like, I, I'm not prepared for that word. Yeah. <laughs> I say I don't see super serious. I, I see... I mean, they take <sighs> it on pretty serious topics. I'm talking about a kid who survived a shotgun, uh, shotgun blast to the face. For suicide yeah, but, but seeing his face is almost comical. Pedophile. Yeah, I understand that. But how else do you... Like go after that, you know, make it like super. Well, you don't depressing. make his face look like a giant butthole. There's a reason his nickname is Arse Face. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. No I, plastic surgeon in West Texas is going to look at that and go, "Man, I did a good job." Put my name all over that. Exactly. One. You know what I mean? I'm just going to say, put, put it out there. I'm Everything almost has a pun to it. I'm just. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, you name anybody, there's puns to their character or what they do and how they do. I mean, like you said, Dominic Cooper, his hairdo, you know, he's, you know, his outfit, his swagger, the way he carries himself. Cassidy, he is a walking pun. I mean, with everything, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Tulip's intro into the show and how she acts. I mean, look at that. I mean, I mean, she killed a man with a corn cob. I mean, you know, she taught kids how to do a bazooka out of, you know, paper mache stuff in the yard. I mean, everything has a comical. It's everything is Seth Rogen. To a point, you know, or you can see his fingers have touched it, you know, and so I just don't see anything where I can say there's a true seriousness about it. I think everything almost has a little bit of a comical element to it to make you enjoy and yet, you know, in, be intrigued. See, I don't see, I, I still see some serious stuff. The, I, mean, I can see what you're saying. The with girl's the mom coming after our space, the, uh, our space's dad struggling with his plight. Um, there are things in there that are like serious, touching. You know, I, I'll give you that. But we haven't had that. Oh my God, monumental moment of you know where it stayed serious, redeeming. You know, or something of that nature. I wouldn't plan on any of that. No, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if you no. watch the preview, it only looks like it gets crazier. No, I agree. But I, I don't. Before we leave, because I know we've pretty much covered most of the stuff we want to talk about. Rat water, okay. Yeah. The opening this, cold open western fifth episode style South of fifth episode. We see the tree, that's obviously the same area that preacher's standing next to with the methane vent next right. to it. Okay. Right. Well, we also see that this is the same tree that had bodies hanging from. That it. had several Native Americans and Americans, whoever. Yeah. Uh, he think he ended up calling them Mexicans because he only gave them half price. Some of them were. If you look at it, you'll see look what looks like Native Americans. And then normal, um, like, settlers looking. Yeah. And then some Mexican guys, probably. It looks like it's a bunch of, just a plethora of different types. Okay. So this, the Western dude, right, goes to get the medicine from the apothecary. Super creepy dude. Uh, He he gets it the following morning. 
um, there's a preacher in the bar who says he knows him, who's telling dirty jokes and stuff like that about Noah and so. Anyway. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The whole you know can't leave my rooster. You know, I'm rubbing after, my rubbing my cock. Right after here. forty days and nights, I just can't stop. Uh, what do you say? Stroking my cock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's. We find out that that old that old guy that's doing this right that used to be in the Union Army. Well, it definitely made it sound that way because of you know she he was in the Virginia and he was in the Ohio, and being a little bit of a history buff, yes, that that, that was what I concurred is, is that this was the um, was Virginia Union or Confederate Army? Um, no, Virginia was Confederate, if I'm not mistaken. God, I don't want to get into this and not be right. I know. Be embarrassed. I could be completely wrong. And if there's a Come viewer, on, history, there's, probably a view, there's probably a viewer out there going, what an idiot. <laughs> Come on, history, bro. Okay. You got this. So anyway, we find out that the preacher says, I had never seen a man who loved killing as much as you. All right. So obviously this dude is a badass. We just see him get his, you know, his ass kicked a little bit and his horse shot dead. But he you know. grabbed something. There was he, he something just, that he was fighting for. The medicine. Okay. From the apothecary. Okay. And he just, on foot, decides to go back home. So this guy's super dedicated, obviously. And obviously we see his wife and child are being With eaten the by the crows. Yeah, the buzzards. Oh, um, Cool-ass shot, though, of the crows coming out of the chimney. Oh, mm-hmm. no. I'm going to be honest with you. It fooled you at first. Because we saw the crows in there, and you saw it pecking at the doll. And I was like, oh, they got me. <laughs> and then you turned, and you saw them actually plucking at their face. And I was like... Oh, it was like a double whammy. It was like a double shot come from me. Pretty brutal stuff. Um, and then you see him loading up guns. Uh, you see him open his cabinet, his arsenal. You yeah. Know? I mean, the only thing missing was the minigun. I mean. <laughs> okay, so let's just hope that the next cold opening is back to Ratwater. Uh, the ending of Ratwater. The Ratwater Massacre. <laughs> the Ratwater Massacre. There it is. The Ratwater Massacre. We have called it, ladies and gentlemen. There is the, the prediction for the next episode. Is the, the no longer of Ratwater. But there, obviously the tree is tying us to this area that Ratwater becomes Anvil at some point. Yeah. Correct. So, we gotta see what, you know, why, why did this power How do you get a name change? stop? on Preacher, you know, in this area. Is it somehow connected to what happened in Ratwater before it came to this, you know what I mean? Yeah, is is the history of the location the reason the power stopped here, or is it because of Preacher and who he is? Okay, can I ask you a question, too? He came back to the place or like that because he saw the family with the little boy riding the bloody wagon in and yeah. stuff like that, assuming that they were going to get the same treatment that the other family... Was where they were forcing the little kid to watch yeah, the mother get raped while the man was murdered. It's like, what the hell's happening there? Why is this allowed in this bar in this place? Well, not only that. It, what was funny was is that when he walked, when he rode by that, and the guy said, "Hey, Mister," da 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 da. You looked at that wagon; it was covered with blood inside. Yeah, and I, I was like, mm, does that mean? Did he go back because he was curious about what was in that car? Because, I mean, the first thing he did was look in the back and see blood everywhere. Or was he out, Was he worried about the family? Because I was confused about that as well. He went straight to the spot where he saw the, the child being forced to watch his mom be raped. So I think he thought the same thing could be happening to that family. So he went right there to them. That's what I think was going on. Then, of course, they're selling 
42 scalps you know that they <laughs> 42 um just nasty just horrific um and just like the sound of him dropping all of them onto the oh uh, yeah i mean uh, it, was, it was rough it was, uh, but i think i think they're setting up something with like ratwater is like you know what is that sodom and gomorrah type place you know what i mean uh, where it's a just a hell hole of debauchery and just horrible things. It's been allowed to be horrible, you know? What is a scalp? Why is it worth money? Well, no, because back in the day, is you're killing savages. You know what so I mean? So that was your proof. That's how you proved it. I was going to say, that's like, it's like he was giving him cash for for the actual headpieces. I was like, ugh. No, no, no. It's I, just, was, I was confused. It's a bounty, yeah. basically. Okay. That's how you collect on it. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Oh, those are Mexicans. Native Americans' hair is half so price. greasy. Yeah, it's, it's half price. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God. Around the back. Sack of yeah, I was like, ah. Yeah, pretty, pretty messed up. Yeah. I think it was all in response to... Cash's racism. Oh my god! <laughs> gonna come back because to of it. Cash's <laughs> statements about Indians and his Latin heritage, they threw in that joke strictly for him. Yes, there you go. I'm glad I can affect the show from yes. this far away. I mean, our podcast. Who yeah. knew? You, you should know. be pretty impressed with yourself, Cash. I, I really am. <laughs> Your retro just terrible racism uh, led to a pretty disgusting moment in the show. Yeah. Pat, pat's on the back. Tell, you, the tell your grandchildren that one day. Oh. You know, but one of those monumental moments of your life. You know? Will do. Hey, tell me they can prove that you didn't have any involvement in that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear this podcast? All right, next episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. We we've had it on the books. We were just waiting. Yeah, wait for some idiot out there to say something. <laughs> Guys, if y'all thought of something or we missed something or you were just completely on base or whatever, man, let us know. We, we'd love to talk to you guys back and forth on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Bleed TV Podcast or Bleed TV Podcast uh, at Gmail. Uh, we, we bounce them back and forth with a lot of folks on there and love to converse. And we sometimes we add comments and different things to the show. Um, but uh, other than that, like I said, we're going to be back on track for the rest of the, the season, which we have confirmed is a 10-episode uh, season and so we're, we're looking for, look forward to that um, and kind of this is our one show we're kind of hitting real hard right now and so definitely uh, tune in and let us know what your thoughts and comments and like that and like I said we'll add them to the show but uh, other than that this is a Blee TV and I'm Zach and I'm Jake and I'm Cash and we'll see y'all next week <laughs>